Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pachery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm here once again with my good friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from the gorgeous, picturesque Newcastle, Australia, our, our resident European champion, Aaron Lloyd, and Mr. Sexy Punakana, 2012 until forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermill. Welcome back to the show. Phenomenally jacked. Yeah. I'm, feeling <laughs> it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah, look, looking extra good tonight. Well, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I see you, you've been working out on your, on your week. I'm very off. vascular. <laughs> yeah, a lot of vascularity going on in the middle of this table. Pump, pumping some neck, neck roids and some, uh, <laughs> some, some reins, you know. What are you, Roman Reigns? <laughs> I, I think he is. Everyone's uh, in a wellness program these days. Yeah, I don't know if he's got the Brock Lesnar deal where he doesn't get tested, and Eric's going to be pissed. I know people. Yeah, I guess you do. Uh, this week we will be reviewing SummerSlam, second year in a row in Brooklyn. We're attempting to review it. We will We will make an attempt to review it. Um, I have something I'd like to say. Just get it out of the way off immediately. The off the chest, is Eric. Should we rate the show first before you go off? Yeah, yeah. What would you give it? You refresh our listeners and viewers of the rating system, and then and then you can give your review. Okay. Well, I'll ref- I'll give the rating system first, but I'll let Joey go first because okay. we were there, so we have a different point. So, um, our, our rating system is: if it's a horrible show, it's a jobber. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a showstopper. I mean, a slobber knocker. And if it's a great show, it's a showstopper. So, Joey, go ahead. Well, I mean, just coming from the non-live version of it, mm-hmm. I would say it was a, uh, it was a, middle was a slob- uh, slobber knocker? Slobber knocker, so you got it right in the middle. Yeah, I got, I got it in the middle. I mean, and mainly that was from the AJ Cena match, which we'll get more into. Yes, we will. And how about you, Halo? Okay. All right. I'm going to rate the crowd live a jobber. <laughs> I, the crowd took me out of the whole show. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have any fun there. Right when we got there, I was just like, Ugh. like I, I got. I got annoyed. When we, not annoyed once we got there to our seats. I was like, okay, they already started bugging me. I'm a smart. I'm a good smart. But the people we were around, they were the bad smarts. The ones that we that give us a bad name yeah. as wrestling fans of, of the IWC. Yeah. So, I. There were things that happened. I'm sure you're going to get into it in your rant, but there were things that were going on, and they took me out the show completely. But I rewatched certain matches after I got back home because, like I said, we 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 just, we were just so angry, even on the ride back home to the airport, so I could fly back to my state in Turku, Finland. <laughs> That's why I was driving at the time. Yes, we just, we were just so upset, and it was like, what what was this? Like if you saw Ready to Rumble when they were driving home from, from when Jimmy King was there, that was me and him. We were not in a good mood, but it's a very uh, picturesque uh, view I got right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was going on? Yeah, so I didn't have fun, but I rewatched it at home. There are so many problems with this show. I was gonna give it a plain, I was gonna give it a fallout, pull out, fallout jobber, but watching it, rewatching some certain things on t- on the network, I'll give it a low slobber knocker. So I'll just give my rating first. I'll give it a jobber knocker. <laughs> jobber knocker. It is a, a low end. Sounds like a sexual knocker. maneuver. Yeah, it's not. It's not a, a jobber because, like you mentioned, the AJ Styles John Cena match. That match being on the card alone keeps it from being a jobber. Um, see now, what you said to me on Sunday, you said people can talk themselves into liking anything. That was the reason why I didn't watch it back because I didn't want to watch it. Like, okay, maybe I was wrong, and then. 
lose start the way I sway, felt about start it. Start to sway your, yeah, on your Sunday. anger. Exactly. Um, WWE and WWE fans put me between a rock and a hard place on Sunday. Because, on one end, WWE is supposed to give you entertainment. They're supposed to entertain you. Especially if they're making you sit there for six hours to watch an event. Be entertaining. So, the crowd also, there's a part they're supposed to play. They're supposed to enhance the show. They're supposed to bring the best out of the performers that are in the ring. Neither side held up their end of the bargain on Sunday. I'll get to WWE first. You have all these writers. The writers go through this arduous interviewing and screening process before they get hired. Why are they not allowed to do their job? Or if they are allowed to do their job, why are they so bad at that job? <laughs> How did you get hired if you can't actually write a wrestling I think they're show? handcuffed a little bit. I mean, if I was going to say in the what side of the scale, I Well, I, I uh, exactly. That's where it comes in. Vince McMahon, you have given more than anyone to the business of sports entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Oh. Happy birthday, by the way, Vince. <laughs> yeah, how old is he, 71? Yes. All right, yeah, happy birthday, Vince. Maybe this is the birthday where you should hand over the reins, no pun intended, to the company. Because you clearly don't know what the fans want to see anymore. You're not telling stories. Nothing's really cohesive or making any sense. Like I said a couple weeks ago, why is Heath Slater's story the thing that's making the most sense? It's like the, the that's why people are chaining Heat Slater on Sunday. Yeah. Because it actually makes sense, it's entertaining, but it's like a throwaway story that just happens to be good. Maybe because there is no there isn't too much oversight. Or they just it. give him enough rope to do Yeah, they, they let him yeah, enough rope to hang himself with and he hasn't hanged himself yet. Nice. But WWE, you did not keep fans engaged. You did not do the job you were supposed to do to keep fans from acting the way they were. Especially since this is so hyped. This was supposed to be the biggest show of the year. This this card was better than WrestleMania's card. And yeah. the way they hyped it up, they did not deliver. No, they didn't. And then that leads me to the fans, which I look at there's two segments, two segments of the fan base. There is your hardcore fan, of which you call us, people who go to shows, subscribe to the network, buy merchandise, and then you have your casual fans. who are people. I'm sure there are plenty of casual fans that were there on Sunday, many of whom I heard sitting around us. Uh, they, they must watch the show because they pressed every single, of our, every single one of our buttons. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you said it at one point that when the CM Punk chant started, it was like, all right, every, everything Ron gets mad about, they have now done. But, so, casual fans. I'm not going to give casual fans a hard time because... Maybe going to that show on Sunday or any show, maybe that's the thing that will make you into a hardcore fan. Maybe that one show you attend will make you subscribe to the network. Maybe it'll make you watch Raw the next night. Maybe it'll make you buy a t-shirt or whatever. Maybe you'll be a fan for the next 20 years because you went to one show. But if you are a casual fan and you are there, two things that you need to know. One, don't piss off madness. Don't be disrespectful to the people in the ring. I'm not going to get upset if you're saying I don't know who Dolph Ziggler is or, you know, when Enzo does his DDT off the top rope, you don't know what it is. That's fine. I don't expect you to know everything. You don't need to. Yeah. But don't be disrespectful to the performers in the ring and don't be disrespectful to the people around you, especially knowing there's probably within five seats of you, there's probably a kid under 10 years old. Almost guaranteed. Two things. Like I said, if you're a casual fan, I'm happy you went on Sunday. Hopefully, as much as I hated that show, maybe you didn't, and maybe you'll keep watching from now on. 
the more serious problem, a segment of the hardcore fan base. It's not your show. Just because you love it, it doesn't belong to you. You're there to watch it. You're there to watch these performers. You're there to see the stories unfold. If the stories are bad, if the performances are bad, booing, you know, hijacking the show, as many people call it, is not going to change anything. Vince McMahon isn't going to say, oh, these people booed, so let's change. It's not going to happen. They're just going to resent us more than they already do. The way to make Vince McMahon or Stephanie McMahon or Shane McMahon or whoever is in charge change their mind and do things differently, cancel your WWE Network subscription. Stop buying merchandise. Stop going to shows. That's the only thing that's going to make a difference. They're taking your money. You think you're so smart, you're still a mark. You're a bigger mark than the casual fans because you're handing out money hand over fist to go to these shows and to buy this merchandise. We're guilty of the same thing. But I'm not disrespectful to the performers in the ring. Neither are you. I've been to shows with you. Neither are you. I try. Sasha Banks and Charlotte. In a match early in the show, Sasha gets dropped on her head, and then people around is yelling out Botchamania over and over again. First of all, I don't think you know what that really means because sometimes a spot is not a botch. Sometimes a move isn't supposed to work. That that does not do anything. It's disrespectful to the people in the ring. They introduce a new championship. My reaction month, two months ago when we thought they were going to have a new championship, the first thing I said, I hope they make it totally different than the one they already have. They didn't do that. Same design, same shape, everything, just different colors. I was disappointed when I saw it. You know I was disappointed when I saw it. Yeah, but but we, but the thing is, I booed, but I didn't boo during the match, and I booed because of the laziness. The belt's not the belt's not ugly because if you think that belt's ugly, then you think that belt's ugly. Do you think women's belt's ugly? But yeah. you're still gonna buy it. They just, right. They just added red. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a different color. So, why all these people? You're supposed to love Seth Rollins so much. You're supposed to love Finn Balor so much. Oh, you know Seth is getting shafted because of Roman. And all that stuff. Oh, Cena. Cena keeps going over on Seth and all these matches. Well, guess what? You had in the biggest Raw match of the night, you had for the first champion to hold that belt, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, two people you're supposed to love. And you spent the whole time booing over a belt. I, I, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, it took away from the match live. It really did. And then, But the thing is, you could still hear it. It, on it the, took on away from them. Too. Yeah, it did. I mean, Seth Rollins even said it. Seth Rollins said, Brooklyn, you let me down tonight. The, what the, the aesthetic of the belt is not what it's about. It's what these guys are doing in the ring. For the belt. Who are fighting for it. That's what it stands for. Mick Foley made another comment about the hardcore title. It was just pieces of metal duct taped together as a joke, but he said the performers that fought over it made it mean something. This is the first time it got debuted. And you know what? These people would have booed no matter what that thing looked like. When they lifted up that, that you know table cover or whatever it was over top of that belt, whatever was underneath there, it would have gotten booed. I don't think there's anything they could have put under there that would have gotten cheered. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I think they were just waiting to boo well, whatever it was. Well, I, no, I think they wanted something different, but the thing is, I, the, the belt's not ugly. They're just booing over pure laziness, and that's what I said. That's The belt's not ugly. It's just pure laziness. It's like, okay, give us something different. You want Raw and SmackDown to be different? Don't give us different leather straps. Give us a, a whole different yeah, belt. Yeah, but disappointment in the belt doesn't mean you ruin a match. doesn't mean you... you Disrespect the performers in oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, or, I know. Or, or just change the complex of a total match, just because the belt's ugly. Yeah, I know that, but that's saying that's why I said people like, people say that belt's ugly. No, it's not the fact that it's ugly. It's just the fact 
fact that there was pure laziness by WWE when it came to constructing the belt. But the fans didn't see it that way. They just wanted to take over the match. And you, you, like Ron said, you, you supposedly love Seth Rollins. You supposedly love Finn Balor. You wait for Finn Balor to come out for a year from NXT and you're booing him when he has a, a world title match about the belt. And then at in in the last five minutes of the match, you want to get behind Finn Balor. Yeah. I mean, a guy got hurt in that match. Putting on a show for you, and you spent the whole he time. Popped his shoulder it. back in and finished the match. Yeah, and you spent all your time complaining about a belt that, honestly, who really cares? It could be looked at as laziness. Maybe they just want to keep it uniform, which you saw the belts on SmackDown. Yeah, and it makes sense. All the belts they have branded. The, the red label, blue label. Yeah. So in hindsight, while I was disappointed when I saw the belt, I'm fine with it now. I don't. I don't think it was worth ruining that entire match over it. But there is a very famous chant that the Brooklyn crowd did at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn last year uh, against Full Sail. In the cadence of the New Day, they chanted, Full Sail sucks. The next thing I'm going to say is not directed at the city of Brooklyn, the residents of Brooklyn, <laughs> but the crowd that was in attendance in Brooklyn on Sunday night. Brooklyn sucks. That's all I have to say about that. I don't know how much I really have to say about a whole lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going to lie, I am so burned out on WWE programming. 13 hours. 13 hours over four consecutive days. That's not even counting the two hours tonight for NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic, which is happening as we record. Well, if anybody can do it, it's Matt Madison. <laughs> I watched half of it. You watched half of it? All right. That's so. still too much wrestling. <laughs> so let's get on with the show. What stole the weekend for me, and I assume almost everybody... AJ Styles against John Cena had been billed as a WrestleMania quality match, you know, three months ago. The culmination of their feud, the rubber match, if you will. I know I predicted John Cena. I said it had to happen. They had no choice but to make something out of AJ Styles, and this is the way to do it. Alo, I'm pretty sure you predicted it, but you were not 100% confident. Never 100% it when down. it comes against Cena. You, you had your, you your nitpick. <laughs> yeah, Joseph, I don't know what you thought. I don't know if you even had a prediction on this. Match. I was evicted from the show, so I didn't make my <laughs> prediction. But it happened. I don't know. It finally happened. After 23 minutes of action, AJ Styles kicks out of a an AA from the top rope. Left Cena dumbfounded. Hit Cena with a phenomenal forearm. It was the phenomenal forearm was second. He hit the Styles clash, clash into yeah. the phenomenal forearm for the clean one, two, three. It was the only time of the night that the crowd was together in unison on the same page and everybody was happy. They were kind of electric for that match. That was the only thing. They were. So, Joe, I know you are the biggest AJ Styles fan out of the group of us. You followed him since his TNA days. You're wearing the phenomenal one gloves at the moment. You're bursting out of them. I'm very phenomenal. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep me in. I'm bursting out of everything. Apparently, I just... so what? What were your thoughts on this match? It was a terrific match from start to finish. They built it. They they played some of the elements of AJ teasing John Cena. Like I know what you're gonna do. You know, you're, you're gonna do the same old thing again. I even seen some unique moves out of Cena who didn't just rely on the five knuckle shuffle on there. He was doing some some different things in there to keep pace with AJ Styles. Overall, the match was phenomenal. Lived up no to your expectations or exceeded them? Exceeded. Like I said, I saw unique things from Cena, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Alo. All right, first thing in my notes, <clears throat> Super Cena met his doomsday. <laughs> this match was excellent. It was a, It's a match of the year contender. I know I throw that around pretty often, but nowadays we get that. There, yeah, there's no no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. That match was awesome. A very short list. Yeah, because, like, 
this match has on the edge of our seats the entire time because the Super AA off the top rope, it was like, wow. And it's like AJ hit a phenomenal form and a style clash. Cena still kicked out. We was like, wow, okay. And then after AJ would hit a move, we were like, okay, that's it. Cena's going to come out and hit an AA, same stuff. That, after the Super AA, we was like, oh, here we go again. And AJ Stun. kicked out. That stunned the entire crowd because that never happens unless you're John Cena. John Cena sold, sold that too because he was like, oh, my God, what, like, what do I have to do? Like, who... That face, that look on his face in the corner. Yeah, that's there's for like forty five seconds, maybe longer than that. Yeah, in the course of like any wrestling match, there's few moments that you're gonna remember and take that as like part of the whole year, the montage of the whole year that you play through your head. That's one of those moments, though. That's one of those moments you saw right there. John Cena sitting there looking, looking dumbfounded, and they were even saying in the announce table, like John Cena does not know what to do right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, never yeah, seen this before. Yeah, yeah, like all the burials just flash before his eyes. Yeah. But I beat Barrett. <laughs> I beat Owens with this. I, I beat Punk. Like, I, like, like, what I do I gotta do? Once before, what do I have to do? So, like, he sold it, and after that point, I was like, okay. AJ has to win. And then when AJ hit the Styles Clash, and when he went, set the phenom- phenomenal forearm, the crowd, we all rose in unison. And we could I, I know you were terrified he was going to catch him. Yes. <laughs> I, for, for what? For the last 10, 11 years, I've been accustomed to seeing that happen. <laughs> I've seen that spot happen way too many times. The catch and the finisher out of nowhere. I've been accustomed to that for the last 10, 11 years with, with, with Cena. But... We got what we wanted. We got AJ winning, and now he's in the world title match. We'll get to that later in the show, and I cannot be more happier. What do we What do we take from Cena leaving his armband in, in the ring on the on his way out? I, so we, that was we, my we, next thing. To believe? I don't know if we if we have gotten any type of official report on it. Well, he was there because he was in the dark match. That I did see. So he's not gone. Yeah. I don't know if that was just supposed to be a symbolic. There might be a symbolic thing. thing yeah. I don't know if that was him saying, "I'm not going to be here for a little bit. I'm going to disappear." Um. But I was incredibly happy to see AJ win. Maybe the highlight of 2016 so far. I mean, that match was incredible. It was. And that was, as much as I hated almost every other minute of being at that show, I feel incredibly fortunate to have actually been in the stands to be there for that. Oh, but but, how can I forget this? As we were leaving, I got to shout out the fan that said, I can't believe John Cena had the best match from the card. Hey, buddy, it's really saying something when uh, AJ Styles and John Cena had the match of the night. No, he said John Cena. Is, is, individually. is that what he sounded like? To me, he did. He said very John easily, Cena. Very he nicely. Because he's got, he's he's challenged for the match of the night almost every paper. Exactly. Game. Exactly. For the last 11 years, this man has... Well, not I'll say 11 years he's been on top of the card, but the, since 2011, since that match with Punk, he's arguably put on the best matches. Yeah, I don't know how as a fan you could sit there and argue what John Cena does in the ring. I, yeah. I mean, okay, everyone might hate him here and there because yeah. shoved down your throat. He's hustle lures, he respects same kind of gimmicks all the time, but he puts on he, quality the man, matches. The man, Each every time he goes out there, the he man, performs. The man delivers every time, and it's like I tell Ron, people trick themselves into hating something. There's no reason to hate John John Cena in, in the ring. If you hate what he does and how his character's portrayed, that's fine, because we all have that problem with him. But you cannot hate John Cena in the ring and, and, under, and undervalue him. He's awesome. Yeah. Now, Joe, how for me, when he left the armband down and walked out, to me, that was, in my mind, it was like, okay, he's not going to be here for a little while. I stood up and clapped because I feel like this dude deserves a yeah, celebration on his walk out. I felt like me and you were the only people that, that clapped yeah. around us. I don't know, maybe not the only people, but I know that whole arena wasn't clapping the way they should have been. Yeah, He deserved more of a reaction than that. Did you, did you get a sense on TV 
that people were giving him a hand? Did you not really notice it? Well, I got a sense that they kind of were, but they were kind of more selling it from the ring, the uh, the announcers than they were like hearing it from the crowd. They're like, oh, these people are playing John Cena, the respect he's due. I didn't feel that. I was more in the moment for myself. I was trying to figure out, yeah, what does it mean? Is he changing? His you were, gimmick? were you trying to figure out like what the hell just happened? Is like, he changing yeah. his gimmick? What, 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 what's going on? Why is he doing this? Yeah, I don't know. If I had to give it a percent, I would say thirty percent of people were clapping. Yeah, that's what I would. They said sold that third. more from the ringside than they than the actual crowd sold it. But. Yeah, I would have said about a third of the crowd was uh, was giving them the credit. To yeah, do. Um, so that that was the highlight of the weekend. And really, the highlight of the week, the whole week of you know fifteen hours of wrestling. <laughs> but moving on to the Universal Championship, the inaugural champion. As much as I hate to say this name, the Demon King, Finn Balor, even introduced as Finn Balor, the oh. Demon King. I hated that. I don't know if you feel the same. I hate the Demon King. Let him just be the Demon. Why do you have to to overthink everything you do? <laughs> This match, I'm going to be honest. I, I personally didn't rewatch it, as I said earlier, because I did not want to lose all the feelings I had. I didn't want to trick myself into thinking anything was better than I thought. I don't want to say this was not a good match because I was enjoying what they were doing. I was just completely taken out of the moment by the negativity of the crowd. Um, you feel the same way? Did you enjoy this match, or were you more like... I enjoyed it. Rewatched on the network. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it live because the crowd, all that belt stuff, and you could hear the they belt. They took away from it? Yeah, and you could hear all the belt chants on the net, on the replay on the network. You can hear it because a lot of some of the chants that would chant, you can't hear it, but that one is clear. The whole arena was, the whole arena was chanting that. Not but, the whole arena. I know at least two people that weren't. Yeah, two stunning <laughs> lads weren't chanting it. Uh, how did you feel about that match? It was a solid match. I thought it was, I mean, it wasn't. As good as like a Cena Styles, it was kind of un- overshadowed by that match. But overall, it was a good match watching it. Did you think it was more because that match was so good, or do do you think that they could have done more? Well, honestly, after after learning about like what happened with um, with Finn Balor, I'm kind of impressed the match he was able to, to to handle like what he was able to do after learning he he like tore his labrum and pretty much popped his shoulder back in. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, watching it straight hand. I mean, I guess it was kind of because it wasn't as good as that match. So it wasn't so much on them as the the match before that was so good. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, the the Universal Title match it was a good match. I rewatched this, like I said. I like I like the, the back and forth between the two. Like even that power bomb spot, it's like you kind of kind of see it. Like what they, they replayed it on Raw a million times. But when you when you watch it on network, it's like okay, this guy he might really be hurt because he yeah. went right for his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But the match the match was real good. Okay, now I have a problem with Vince. Vince needs to stay far away from Finn Balor because when he said when they, when JoJo hey JoJo when he called <laughs> Finn Balor the Demon King, I just, me and you just roll our eyes at the back of our head because this is how this is what Vince says. Sees. The Demon King? Sound, sounds like money. Mm-hmm. That, that's what Vince says. And he's going to run that to the ground. And what made Finn Balor so special in this match, this is just my opinion. Maybe when you rewatch it, Joey, I don't know if you actually like looked that deep into this. He didn't in that match. He didn't feel like the demon to me because when he was a demon, that's his alter ego. He, when that means he does different things a little bit differently, and you, you kind of kind of afraid of him. Some, like he only rolls up one time. But other than that, he got kind of handed in that match until until the finish. That's when you only really kind of saw 
demon-esque qualities out of Finn Balor. Remember, this is supposed to be a different character than the, rich, the regular Finn Balor. The way it came off to me is that he was kind of hard to beat. He he kept, no matter how much he was getting beat down, he would not get pinned. He would kick out or just come back. I understand what you mean, watching from you know NXT days and things like that. It, it didn't feel like a different Finn Balor as far as that concept was. Did you Do you feel like, so like I said, I haven't watched it back. Do you feel like they suffered at all or the crowd affected them at all? Do you think they suffered from that or not really? I just think the crowd took away a lot of the ooh eye from the match. Like especially especially that bulk that power bomb into the into the um the apron, barricade. The barricade. Uh, yeah. There's it, no doubt the crowd was that that bad because I wasn't there live that it could take away from the performers. Because you're thinking, what do I got to do to get the crowd back into it? What am I doing wrong? You you start overthinking things instead of just being out there in the moment. Yeah. This was a good match. It's just the fact the crowd just destroyed it because be over that damn belt. But like I said, it's just like, like the little mannerisms, mannerisms that Finn would do as a demon. Like I said, he did rise up once. But other than that, it didn't really feel like the NXT demon to me. I mean, you got to look at that too. Like Finn Balor hasn't been on the main roster that long. Finn I, Balor hasn't been in these main events that long. To hear that is probably detrimental to him. Yeah, because I, I legitimately just felt bad for them. Yeah, I felt bad for him too. But like Joey was saying, but Finn's been around. He's wrestling in Tokyo Dome. Yeah, I know. But like in this, in this, it's a different, a different beast. Yeah, I'm not I, saying he can't handle, but he might be overthinking things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, like I said, I just felt bad. It was just an uncomfortable situation, and especially for those two guys of all people to be put in. Um, did it? Did was this match as good as you expected it to be, or do you think it maybe fell short of expectation? I, Ron, honestly, I gotta watch this again because <laughs> I, I can't, I couldn't. It's hard to focus on the match when they're destroying the belt and it takes away all the crowd's intensity to the to the match to get the oohs, ahs, and and false finishes and stuff like that. They were, like I don't remember one time, or it might have been one time, but I can hardly even remember the top of my head that we were like one, two, and false finish and we all pop. I can't, I can't remember that. All hair is that. Bell sucks. That bell sucks. That's all I remember because that's what the crowd was doing, and you can still hear it on the network. It took away from the entire match. So, to get a good feeling about that match, you have to watch that more than tw- twice. Yeah. So the world title match. Oh my Dean god. Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. This was built really well. I feel like Dolph Ziggler has been the most entertaining he's been since I started watching again uh, two and a half, three years ago, however long it's been. I had really high expectations for this match. Dolph even talked up the idea that you're not going to be able to put me away. Like, just when you're out of every... You've used every tool in your arsenal. You're going to be trying to think of one more thing. Basically saying you're not going to be able to yeah, put me away. And then he just won Dirty Deeds, and the match was over. It. Oh. And again, I don't know if this is just because of... I was just in a mental state where... Nope. It was hard to enjoy anything. Nope. <laughs> So you rewatched it and you feel the same. What was this like? Um, what, what, how is this the best built book story? And the match didn't even deliver. Like, Dolph Ziggler said, "You're gonna take me to the limit. I'm gonna take you to the limit, and I can hit you with a kick out of nowhere." He did none of that. It's one dirty deed, like you said. He's done. That makes no like like where where's this so-called edge and serious Dolph Ziggler? It felt the it felt like the same Dolph. It felt the same regular Dolph Ziggler. I'm gonna try real hard, Dolph Ziggler. Like. If you say you're gonna take him to a limit, like like where is your limit? Like where where's your edge? Where's your seriousness? There was like no no intensity to Dolph Ziggler through most of the match. It was, it was like no drive to actually do anything to win this match. Do some heel tactics because you're supposed to be fighting for the world title. 
Like, this made no sense. This match was very underwhelming. It felt like I was watching a, sma- a tape SmackDown. That's how I felt, too. Joseph, how were, what were your feelings on this it was match? Kinda underwhelming. It was kind of an underwhelming match. I mean, in the list of, I guess, main events of the match, you got the AJC Cena match, you got the... Um, Universal title match. Out of the six main event matches. Yeah, six main events. I don't know how many were main events. It was probably close, close to the last match. There's one other match I hated more than that. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of underwhelming as, as a match. I mean, it, it didn't, like you said, it, it had more of a, a, a Raw or a SmackDown TV show kind of feel. Yeah. I feel like it was way too early in the show. But... For this match. But the, the, the way they booked the card, they, that's, that was the kind of perfect spot for it. I just feel like... If you're trying to make SmackDown relevant and you give them the world title, which kind of gives them a boost, I feel like it deserved better placement on the card. It, it just didn't feel like it was as important as it should have been. And that's, to steal a uh, term from you, that's a nitpick, <laughs> but I do think that uh, it should have gone on later if you're trying to make that belt and that show seem more important. It should have more didn't. time, too. It just felt quick. But where was the story in the match? There wasn't. They didn't. They didn't do it. <laughs> like, like, and why didn't you turn him heel? The he, match was so better. He played a lot of heel, like in, in the match, in the in the course of the match. No, I'm talking about leading up to the feud, because like it's a babyface versus babyface. If you turn him heel, the whole match would have had a whole new dynamic, because you would know there was a clear heel in the situation. As a Dolph Ziggler fan, I'm disappointed, and oh my god, the guy was pushing my buttons. Dolph Ziggler's best best match of the night was when he played the Colonel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So you know how much I hate that he warms up the band. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that I had to see him warm up the band as Colonel Sanders. He's not even Dolph Ziggler. He's Colonel Sanders warming up the band. Yeah, that actually had me pretty... Well, you had to enjoy Dean Ambrose mocking his warming of the band. I did, but he's got to stop doing it. He has to. Um, yeah, I was underwhelmed by this match. I thought maybe it was just the the mental no, state no, I was in. It, it was, no, it was no, it was it wasn't a lot of good. Heat, heat that night, and you were just yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I just was like completely disengaged at that point. Uh, women's championship match: Sasha Banks after a pretty short title reign drops the belt to Charlotte. Um, I don't think I have a whole lot to say about this. I Sasha got dropped on her head real early in the oh, match. Oh yeah. That looked like it was painful. I could actually tell by the way she was moving. And even Charlotte, who's like... She's not as experienced as a lot of these other women. Like, Sasha's got a ton more experience. Bailey, ton more experience. But Charlotte is such a great athlete. Is such a seasoned athlete. She never, ever really looks flustered. I've seen her get flustered during promos every now and again. But in the match, like, anything physical she does... She's flawless. Like we've said, she's got a better moonsault than any guy in the company right now. Um, I felt like she was really shaky throughout this whole match. So I don't know if she knew how bad Sasha got hurt when she dropped on her head. And she was kind of... Kind of playing with kid gloves. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But it just felt very disjointed. Like I said, I could tell Sasha was actually really hurt. They, like They were playing up the lower back injury, I know. She was kneeing her in the lower back. And, yeah. But I could tell she was actually injured. Um, that that distracted me from the whole match. Just yeah, you were heart you were heartbroken. You I was worried well, about your girlfriend. You every time see get... every time they start climbing the ropes, I would, <laughs> would look at him and be like, "Whatever you're trying to do, my little Sashi poo don't get hurt." Yeah, don't. Whatever you're thinking about doing, please don't do it because I don't know what the hell they were doing when she got dropped. 
Yeah, I don't know what kind did of. Did Charlotte drop her? Well, she had her in the room. Did she drop her? Or hit her? Like, yeah, I don't know. It was it kind of trying to do something different. I don't know. Yeah, what I, what I'll give them credit for is both of those women like laid it out on the line. Yeah, it wasn't a bad match overall. Yeah, and couple couple missed spots, but I mean, again, you don't know how hurt she was during the course. Of the match. Uh, yeah, I think she was actually like really hurt. Um, I think I said this to Alo. I think what could have been the problem is. Sasha was supposed to win at SummerSlam. They moved it up yeah. to that first Raw after the brand split to have like a huge moment on that first Raw. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to sell that Raw. Yeah, like the new era, first new champion of the new era. And they basically, they said they did their SummerSlam match that night. So now they're in a spot where they're on SummerSlam, they're biggest card of the year. Are they trying to top it or live up to it? Are they trying a little too hard? Did they maybe take some risks they shouldn't have taken? So that was kind of where I was. Now, I did watch it back. And I I thought it was a good match, but I did think it was kind of sloppy. Although I think there were reasons why. I agree. Uh, I mean, it was a good match, solid match, a little sloppy, come miss spots. You could tell in one way. I think maybe halfway through the match, Charlotte went for you know the kind of like the rack and mm-hmm. then the slide, and she missed it, and they went yeah. back to it like maybe two minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But again, you never know because like she landed her neck really hard, and you can see the ref just. Or like, kind of talk to her at that point. I don't know what she was saying because I'm not a re- lip reader, but yeah, same. But I, she definitely was hurt. Alo, your thoughts on the on the women's championship match? Well, the match was way better in um on the network than in person. J- just because you mess up, does that mean you have to start I, a whole bunch of money? A chance. I may have been too much of a wet blanket for you to enjoy that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron was wet blanket. No, because Ron was checking the dirt sheet. Because he heard that she was off the off the schedule to September twenty third. Oh, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that, because some some guy posted on Twitter as a joke, because everybody's been getting suspended lately. They said that she was going to be. She said, "Up, oh, you know." So tomorrow we'll find out. Sasha got a thirty day wellness policy suspension, which was a joke because everybody's getting yeah. suspended. Speaking of which, she my girl Paige is suspended. <laughs> yeah, because you started messing with that pedal. Get <laughs> that pedal out of you. C, C. C. No C. <laughs> yeah, she. So it was a joke because everybody's getting suspended. Oh, she dropped the belt because she's getting suspended. And all everybody on Twitter went nuts. Oh my God, Sasha got suspended. She's healing from some injuries, so she'll be out for 30 days. But yes, I was all over Twitter. Yeah, he I, was. Really, I was, I was mostly trying to find out if they were reporting anything on the injury being a worker. Yeah, but, but didn't you say. um? What you say? That WWE even tweeted out Sasha Banks got injured because she could reach a new champion. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was another issue I had with WWE that I meant to bring up. She legitimately gets dropped on her head, and they put that clip on their Twitter feed saying, "Oh, could an injury derail Sasha Banks' championship reign?" It's like, why are you <laughs> advertising the fact that she got dropped on her head? It, it, to me, it's like they didn't do that on purpose. It's one thing if you know it's an angle where she's working on her leg. And, you know, you say, oh, maybe she broke her leg or whatever. But you drop somebody on their head, I don't feel like you should be using that as like, oh, yeah, let's throw this out on Twitter and see how people respond. Mm-hmm. But yeah, continue um, with your thoughts on the match. Yeah, well, the match wasn't better than the Raw match because, due to the emotion. But like you said, Sasha, she's taking a month off to recover from some injuries and probably going on her honeymoon. It took away because was, there was less emotion there. The match was fine. I, 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 told, I said to you that I wouldn't be sure if Charlotte won because if you look at the, the landscape of the roster, there's only there were, at the time there was only what three women, three women and Dana Brooke on the roster. But 
I don't know what that I said I don't know I have no idea what that corner spot was. The high spots in this match were executed very well. That that's the only thing that got a pop out of the crowd. Because, that Razor's Edge counter. Yeah, that was awesome. One, I I almost died when they did it. Um, Apparently, you almost died a lot this match. You, I did. You were worried about your girl. I was crying a little bit. Were you saying he was crying? A little tearing. <laughs> yeah. No, I I was beside myself though. What was the other high spot they did? Oh, the double knees from the second from the second oh, one to right. on the outside. Yeah. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. That was First really time nice. we ever saw that. Yeah, I think it was a great way to protect Sasha. Kevin Owens been doing that for a while. So. Yeah, on the independence. <laughs> on the independence <laughs> for ten years now. But, but I think it was a a great way to protect Sasha in the in the in the in the loss because she still had the bank statement locked in. Charlotte just rolled her over. Shades of how Charlotte won the NXT Women's Title and um Takeover Rival a few um about a year mm-hmm. and a half ago. So it it protects Sasha for whenever she gets back because she still looks strong by having a submission and and getting pinned that way. And commentary actually. Was selling the injury. Yeah, it wasn't like oh, you know, Charlotte wins it back. It was like Sasha's back just couldn't. She, she, couldn't, she, yeah, couldn't, she couldn't hold on anymore, basically. Yeah, and I like that Charlotte covered. Like I said, I don't know what the injury is, injury is, but we know she's not suspended. I think but, the injury is from the suicide dive on the Raw match because she said she laid it on her head that night, <laughs> and I think Foley said in his write up he did about it that she said my lower back is killing me. But I'm all right. Okay, well, that's, so I think that's what it's from. All right, well, that 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 that, that can explain the corner spot. It may have been, it, it might have been, it may have been that move, but it just didn't look right. I, yeah, I don't think that was the way that move was supposed to turn. Yeah, out. I yeah. don't think that was the way it was supposed to play. Yeah, out but yeah. Yeah, I said Charlotte did look flustered, but she did her best to cover it up, and she did go right right for the right, go right to work on the mm-hmm. back, which is a great heel tactic. But I like the fact the way they protect Sasha in this match, so she doesn't really, really lose anything. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. Uh, yeah. This was billed as being 15 years in the making. This was billed as, you know, this huge... <laughs> huge moment. I was all over the idea that Orton was going to win. Had no doubt. Because I felt like Brock won't be there for a few months. Orton is one of your three biggest guys on SmackDown. He would be helped more than anything else by winning this match. And it really put they they're really putting over the RKO. The way this turned out, it was a one-sided match. It's a squash. And you know how I feel about these type of matches. Yeah. You know I hate these cup matches cuz you're you're there to entertain. That's not entertaining to me. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be a competitive match. I really thought Orton was going to win. It's slow. It's it's sluggish. Brock Lesnar just slugging around waiting to go over there for another suplex. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Well, like, well, me and Ron were talking talking about this on the way back. And I told him I was like, we, we both agreed like we don't care for Brock Lesnar because all he does is basically suplex you and leave. We just Same get, match every time. Yeah, we just like we get the pop for Brock Lesnar. The best thing about Brock Lesnar for us right now is Paul Heyman. That's the best. That's the best thing for me and Ron. And during the match, it was like, well, with the elbow spots, it was like, okay, me and Ron was like, okay, was that supposed to happen? But Not it, like that. I mean, you see the stitches he had in his head. <laughs> Well, here was my thought. I Staples, saw, I should say. I saw something maybe a month or two ago. Paul Heyman was talking to some crowd, like giving a talk, and he was talking about the streak. And I don't know if I ever brought this up on the show before or not. But he was saying to this crowd, you know, everybody talks about Brock Lesnar breaking the streak, and why did The Undertaker allow Brock Lesnar to be the guy? Why was Brock Lesnar chosen? And he said, what if Brock Lesnar wasn't chosen? What if the streak wasn't supposed to be broken and Brock Lesnar just decided on his own, 
I'm going to break the streak myself. Who would be able to stop him? Would The Undertaker be able to stop Brock Lesnar from breaking the streak? No. What would it have looked like after that match? The Undertaker had to go to the hospital. Vince McMahon went with him to the hospital. Isn't that what it would have looked like if Brock Lesnar went, took it upon himself to win that match? And he was basically hyping up the idea that he wasn't supposed to win. But he just went out and decided, I'm just going to win this match. He did what he wanted. So watching that, that night... We were talking about it, like, did Brock, was Brock booked to lose? And just like, you know what, I'm not going to. And he just did that, and that's what it turned into. Shane coming out at the end yeah. kind of made me think, like, probably not. I think they might, they might want you to think that. I also think that UFC, the Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor fight, got a ton of heat everywhere because it was bloody. It was a very violent fight. Maybe they decided, hey, let's let's get in on some of that action with the blood it wasn't all over a fight, the place. It was just a beatdown. Yeah, yeah. But, that's the but I, I think like the blood all over the place. Maybe they're like, ah, oh, people are talking about blood. Let let's get some color. Yeah, I have no doubt that that was a part of the match. Like you said, Shane came out, but my thing is, I don't know if that was supposed to be. And then TKO, because like I said, I don't know if you saw the cuts on Randy's head. But yeah, nasty. it they wasn't were supposed to be that huge. He, there, you saw some some of those elbows connect. Like he was supposed yeah. to. Pull him? Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't was, pull him right. He was he's yeah because Ron, Ron's big on MMA. He told me the, the point of your elbow when it hits the flesh, that's it. It's yeah, you're and, fucked. And I'm not sure if the match is supposed to go on after that, and that was supposed <laughs> to be a spot, and that Randy could bleed all he wants, but not to that degree for it to be a TKO and F5s after that in German suplexes. That could have been the whole match. That's what I think possibly, but like Ron said, with Shane coming out, you could tell it was a part of the match. Yeah, I mean, but it kind of legitimately looked like uh, Randy Orton got TKO'd. Oh, he, yeah, he did He wasn't not, moving. He was yeah, his body went limp for, for a second or two. Um, who does this help? Like, this doesn't help anybody. No. He already built Brock up as the biggest monster the that's ever set on, foot. The match isn't entertaining. RKO, uh, Randy Orton looks like a, a, a wuss. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar walks away and is still Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he, he looks... There's, there's no benefits. It didn't, it didn't build Brock anymore. Now, I've seen... Some people are like John Canton wrote, he's like, this This could turn Brock into the monster heel that he needs to be, which is fine, but if Brock's not there, it doesn't matter if he's a monster heel or not. Exactly. He has to be there yeah. for that to matter. Yeah, because he's still going to get cheered. Monster hero or not, though, if you go out there and you just suplex the whole time with the skulk around, it's not an entertaining match if you're a monster hero or not. You could just still be a monster, portrayed as a monster, and put on a quality match. Yeah, which he doesn't. It's just, you know, knees in the corner... Shoulders to the midsection in the corner. German suplex. German suplex. German suplex. Skulk around. German walk, suplex. Laugh. German suplex. German suplex. Yeah, if you're going to put him, put him against a monster heel, no, book him as a monster heel. You're not putting him against the top baby face in the company. No. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, the theory of it being to get him heat and make him into a huge heel. You've that already, only works you've if done he's that. going to be. You've already done that. And he's not going to be there. Yeah. So. Yeah, not not a whole lot to talk about. I, I mean, it did get a lot of attention, and I, I'm assuming you guys heard about Jericho backstage. Yeah. yeah. What? Jericho was really pissed about he that know finish. If it was a work. He wasn't sure if it was a work or a shoot, and nobody would tell him. And uh, Brock overheard him talking about it, and apparently, they almost came, Jericho almost came to blows with Lesnar. That'd be interesting. So he he allegedly had a locker room fight with Goldberg back in the day. He tried to go at it with Lesnar. Think he still had a scarf on? <laughs> <laughs> and his porn star I, I can only scarf. hope that he still had the scarf. Brock, this is a $750 scarf. What are you doing out there, you stupid idiot? If you touch my scarf, you're going to get it. 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 
I, I got a lot of respect for for uh, for Jericho. I do for too. Stick, standing up, yeah. I mean, my God, because Jericho, maybe he's a lot tougher than we realize. Man, I don't. <laughs> he just cares about the business a lot more than Brock does. Yeah, like he was worried about Orton, and uh, I, even, I even remember being like worried for Dean after he said that stuff. About, I did too about Lesnar, but, but he, he doesn't. Brock doesn't care. Yeah, but the fact that Jericho apparently he was like nose to nose with him. They said he did like a Ronda Rousey like forehead into his forehead. I was like, "Go for you, Jericho. Drink it in. Yeah, proud of you. Drink it in. Drink it in, bro. (laughs) Roman and Rusev wasn't a Why even do that's something you do on on TV? That's something you do building into SummerSlam. Why are you gonna post? uh, Why are you gonna have a title match that doesn't even happen? That was his exact comment. That's what they should have done on Raw. It's 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 to build to the match. It's not even the fact that this was bad. That that brawl was good. But why did you do this on Raw? It, it would make so much sense. You had a backstage brawl on Raw, and then and then you could just have another fight, mm-hmm. go into the ring, and at the ring, and, that, and not, not have the match start. So the, ma- release failed, the, <laughs> the match was good on Raw, and I told you, how are you going to top that match at SummerSlam? They didn't even have a match. There was no contest. And do not let, I cannot wait to get the Raw. <laughs> because Raw made no sense. I, uh... Yeah, I felt like it made total sense to have the brawl on the go home episode of Raw. Yeah, it, building towards leading you match. into yeah, the match. Yeah, exactly, two brawls. You have a backstage brawl, and then you and then go out later at night in the main event. Have another brawl to build yeah. that match. And Roman destroyed Rusev. Well, I mean, this in my mind is just a way to keep Reigns up there without giving him the title and having him lose the. Why Rusev. did you do this on Raw? I know. And, I agree. And, 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 and the thing is, you could have had a match and had it end in a no contest. I agree too. I'm the just saying. The, the, I want to be in there. No way too. The belt didn't ring. This made no sense. Yeah, I thought if you're going to go to the pay per view, have that match they had on Raw on the pay per view. Have that be the build up. Or if you don't want to have the match, maybe have that be like a thing going back and forth throughout. Remember, like. The hardcore title with Briscoe, I think it was on, uh, I don't remember Judgment what Day. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was throughout the whole show. You'd see it here and there, like little bits of it. Why not have this be a thing going on throughout the whole show? Then maybe it makes a little more sense. Bro, they bro, bro, they, they don't know how to fight. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, I wasn't a big fan of it. Is it? If you could have, if, if, the, if there was, if there was the no, the match ended in a no contest, start the match. Have it end in a no contest. That's fine. Double count out, whatever. That would be fine, but have a match. Even though the brawl was good, have a match and have an no contest. Well, you're right. We will get to Raw shortly, and there will be more to say about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> These people. Uh, tag team division, we had the shocking oh. uh, Jared K.O. going over on Enzo and Cass in Brooklyn. Did not see that coming. I'm shocked Jericho allowed that. <laughs> but that's the whole thing, apparently. Did you expect, did you see that coming at all? That they would win? I mean, I could definitely see it. I just thought there was no way they were going to lose. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about that match. I like the, the idea of the pop-up code breaker. Yeah, they, they kind of missed it he, a little yeah, bit, but it was, it. It was but they weren't clean, but it was still a nice spot. But you, you'll call Botchamania to win, but you won't call Botchamania to Jericho. <laughs> Yeah, uh, New Day. What 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 was that? What, what what was that? The New Day with John Stewart, and I happen to be a very big John Stewart fan. I think he's been a very important popular culture icon for the last fifteen years, um, and I really appreciate that he's 
he's not a celebrity who's just going on to get on TV. He's a he fan. legitimately is a WWE fan who like enjoys being a part of it. He got killed by that crowd. Um, Cause I remember last year. Yeah. Well, they should be happy. He helped Seth beat Cena. <laughs> Still in a title match. He he helped Seth beat Cena. Cena would have been the world champion if it wasn't for John Stewart. Have some consistency. And then, like, they make Gallus and Anderson look worse again. Again. They're doctors. They're testicles in a jar. <laughs> You're fighting for the tag team titles. Why are you still wearing your jacket? It's all about being serious. They, they have no idea what they're doing. The best thing about that was Biggie opening the jar and drinking the juice. Yes. <laughs> and then spitting it out. But they win by disqualification because Biggie comes running down, interrupts the match. Saves Jon Stewart from a severe case of ring postitis. But if Big E is backstage in his ring gear, why couldn't he have just been in the match? He's still like recovering that. from ring postitis. Oh, well, apparently he's recovered. I don't know that when he ran. Well, I can he, see if he he should have ran out like. In so he was clothes. seven minutes away from being fully healed. <laughs> well, I mean, if you ask Gallows and Anderson, he's still he's suffering from John Crux syndrome because. <laughs> yeah. For. <laughs> For anyone not from the Philadelphia area who's maybe a little too young to remember John Cruck, down to just the one ball. One ball. After a, a bout with a testicular cancer. He was getting a little testy. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, Miz retains the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews in a match that I don't even remember. Uh, it was okay match. Watching on TV. It wasn't nothing spectacular, but it, it wasn't awful either one note Maurice looking good yeah yeah <laughs> really as good. always but uh, my thing you you know I love the Miz me you don't want that clap for the Miz mm-hmm. who is he facing for the Intercontinental title like go that like Apollo Creed <laughs> he'll bet, he'll, that, he's better than Apollo Cruz should we get, should we get Carl <laughs> Weathers one, out one interesting note and I'm, I'm sure you, you, you heard this on, on the uh, watching, watching on the network talking smack no, well, we have David Otunga covering this match. And his term for Apollo Crews is he's a jackleet. What? He's a jacked acrobat. Oh. He's a jackrobat. Oh, my God. Oh God. Get, get, See, that guy's a jackrobat. Get him off my television. He's a jacked a- acrobat. He's get a jackrobat. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Get him off my television. But he's the worst. As much as, Yeah, officially. As much as I love the Miz, it's like him with the Intercontinental title... He rubs it in your face, but it's not important if you have nobody, nobody to face. Right. We will get to something with the Intercontinental yeah. title a little bit later. Six-woman tag match. Eva Marie suffering from exhaustion. <laughs> that was another highlight of the night to me that they actually pulled the trigger on still yes. including her introduction. But I enjoyed that. We get the return of Nikki Bella to huge applause, who then ends up on the team with the heels. Those women, they break kayfabe so much. Like, why are Natty, Alexa Bliss smiling, and why are they hugging at their heels? I don't know. Heels, no. heels need love too. <laughs> Another thing, Brooklyn crowd. You know, I love the women in every way. Alo loves the ladies. Uh, I, I Alo, love. I love. Alo loves you. He's European. <laughs> I love. I don't. But uh, don't like. The women have come so far. All these women are excellent. I like every I like every woman in this match. They're all they're beautiful, they're gorgeous, they're athletic. Don't we have we are far removed from the era of show me your tit chance. Mm-hmm. That 
is ridiculous. I forgot about that. Who was it for? I don't even remember. I think it was Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella. We understand. We understand she's gorgeous and beautiful, but we are far past that. Respect what they're doing, and do not call their match a bathroom break. That match was better than three men's matches, and people destroyed it for what? I'm with you. I, <laughs> that was one of my annoyances too. I think I blocked that part out because that annoyed me as much as anything else. Was those two specific things that people said? Um, and I, I'm sure some people were disappointed without having Eva Marie in there. Cause I, although that crowd, who knows what their reaction would have been to her. I cheered her. She probably would have Probably show, show your tip tins. <laughs> probably. So it really I mean, all comes out in the wash yeah, at that point. Just... <laughs> um, the heels win with Nikki Bella, who's a baby face, but on the heel team. Whatever. Um, SmackDown still living up to their, their moniker of getting every woman on the roster involved in... The single segment. On, on an hour, on a two-hour show, they have two women's matches in Raw. We get one. Mm-hmm. That's two minutes. Oh, we got a title now, so maybe that'll change some things. We'll get to that. Oh. I hope so. Uh, Sheamus over Cesaro on the pre-show. We didn't see it. Um, yeah, but I mean, why? Uh, my question with that is why? Why did it turn into a best of seven match? Who wants, who wants to see that match seven times? I have no idea. Big Jar Mayo can't be interesting well, enough well, for it, seven matches. It's for the Universal title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sammy and Neville teamed up to beat the Dudleys. I'll get to that. I didn't see that match, but I heard they were actually a pretty good tag team. Yeah. Um, we're in tag team on Raw. The babyface team won on the second edition of the 12-man tag team match. <laughs> Seemed pretty unnecessary to do that again, but the 12, they did. The 12-man Teddy Classic. Yes. So, anything else anybody wants to touch on from SummerSlam, or are we good to move on? Other than it was a kind of a letdown of a, of a pay-per-view for SummerSlam, something that's supposed to be their second biggest pay-per-view of the whole shebang. Six hours down, five more to go. Let's go. <laughs> so Raw opens with Finn Balor relinquishing the Universal title. Seth Rollins comes out, says, oh, well, now we know who the real winner was at SummerSlam. Basically, someone just hand me over the title. <laughs> I love his smile. <laughs> me too. It was priceless. He's great. Like, ah, just, just give me the belt. Yeah. No, but even, uh, even oh, Steph, we, we worked well together. No, yeah. even, even when his music hit, he's at the top of the ramp, he just started smiling. He had yeah. the biggest he smile. Well, so Finn Balor looked Upset? Yes. Basically just tells him to hand it over. Sami Zayn comes out. Jericho comes out. Owens comes out. Enzo and Cass come out. Roman okay, Reigns comes out. Okay, stop right there. Out. Let's go back. Right, Jericho, then Owens, then... That's it. Why are Enzo and Cass coming down? I, I'm going to back up. Mm-hmm. To the first to the first person. Sami Zayn. We love Sami Zayn. We're all big fans of Sami Zayn. How do you go from the pre-show tag team match to world title contention? That's all you have to do is walk out. Where is Cesaro who complains about opportunity? Where is he? He's worried about his best of seven. And the thing is, he had, but see, this makes no sense. He didn't even come out. And then they didn't book him in the match. But we want to know that he was upset because they showed on WWE Com that he's upset. But they don't show it on TV. He wasn't even on TV. All right, now so, continue with your list. Oh, yeah. Well, that was it. That was the whole list. Roman came out last. They decide, Why is Roman out there? They decide they're they're going to do a series of matches to determine who's going to be. The best the part is when they're on there arguing who it is. Rollins is on the side just looking like, like the guy who didn't, 
bunch of t- people arguing about what the answer is to the question, you know, and he's just over there like, these guys are idiots. Yeah. I, I did like that, that he separated himself from that whole just thing. Just sitting there watching as everyone else bickers. I loved when Foley said, everyone in this ring has earned an opportunity, earned a chance. And I was like, Enzo? And <laughs> Owens actually pointed at Enzo and said, him? Are you kidding me? I saw that, yeah. <laughs> that was maybe the highlight of the whole segment. Um, <laughs> it's funny. But they just said a, a series of matches. They didn't really specify anything. Then over the course of the night, they announced there was going to be a fatal four-way. So we had Seth over Sami Zayn, Owens over Neville, Big Cass over Rusev. Can I get to that now? Roman over Jericho. Can I get to that now? So Cass won. Well, my thing is, why would Rusev walk out? Why are you walking out on a chance to become the world champion? Universal champion. What? Whatever. Why are you walking out? Against your own will. He couldn't. He couldn't handle the seven foot maid. <laughs> you, you're married to a what? You have a wife. Why are you walking up, up, of a world of the chance to become universal champion, whatever it is called? Makes no sense. That it's makes the, no sense. It's the one, the one note I have. It, it also, this actually makes me a little worried that Enzo and Cass may be closer to being yeah, it seems divided than we probably ever would have thought. It seems like it's getting there because they lose that match. At SummerSlam, Cass gets now he's in the Fatal Four Way for the Universal Championship already. Just doesn't feel to me like they're going to be a thing for much longer. You knew Vince was going to be in love with. Well, they needed two seven fa- foot. Well, they needed two faces in this match, and they weren't gonna, they weren't going to put Sami Zayn over Seth. And like, oh my God, I got a headache. All right. Oh, God. Go go continue. Breathe. 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 <laughs> There's not much to say about this Seth Sammy match. It was a good match, like you'd expect from those two guys. Oh, Seth wins. Cole, good workers. Sa- Sammy Zayn set up for a suplex. Cole calls him a Michinoku driver. Yep, he's <laughs> unbelievable. That guy. Um, Owens over Neville in a match you'd expect. Uh, <laughs> I love Jericho coming out saying, "Hey, that's my partner. That's my partner." <laughs> well, yeah, he helped. He helped Owens win. Um, Cass over Rusev, which doesn't uh, make I any think sense. Is too yeah. soon. Roman over Jericho in maybe the ultimate trolling booking on Raw this week. Because this, not only does Roman beat Jericho, but he, like, legitimate interference from Kevin Owens, he still overcomes the both of them to win. Like, that was that was the uh, Stone Cold salute to that Brooklyn crowd on their way out, which I was kind of happy about. I was beaming the way he won that match in front of that fan base. <laughs> It was booing them. They deserved the it. The same idiots who booed the whole segment on SummerSlam, and then when he hits the spear on Rusev, they're chanting one more time. Like, <laughs> do you hate the guy or not? Make up your mind. Don't just don't don't just cheer because everyone else is doing it. What are you cheering for? Yeah. What's your chant? You just booed him for eight minutes, and then he hits the spear, and then you're chanting for him to come down and do it again. All right, I got a thing to say about Roman and, and Rusev. Uh, Rusev's. That was stupid by having him walk out and a chance to become the champion. He should have been that Fatal Four match. You have this so-called quote-unquote blood feud. Rusev's walking around with bandages on his ribs. You have the so-called blood feud against R- Rusev and Reigns. Didn't progress anything. Rusev didn't even come out in Roman's match, but it, it, he should come out next week because that's for the world title match for the world title presumably to progress that pro, to pro, progress that feud. But I think we all can assume that Seth's gonna win because. Cass isn't getting it. No. Owen's getting it. So go assume Seth's winning. But what do you do at Clash of Champions? 
Because look at that roster. There's nobody in world title contention for the roster. Unless they want to forget that Rusev and Roman's a thing. Which and well, it looks like they did. And and then they'll and then they'll bring it back up at Clash of Champions a month later. Yeah, there was no they never got near each other last night. It was almost as if what happened at SummerSlam hadn't happened. Yeah, they didn't talk about it. There'd have been no evidence of it if Rusev didn't have that wrap around his torso. Yeah, and then the smart thing would have done since uh, since you're in this booking problem, you could have had Rusev win and just not had and add some another babyface to the match and then had this fatal four way at Clash of the Champions. Because I have no idea what they're going to do. Me neither. Now, Joe, before we move on, yes. Who do you think wins this fatal four-way next week? I like he says. I, I can't see anyone else, but but Rollins winning. I mean, I, it's definitely too early for Cass. They're just using him as the, as the face. Um, Owens possibly, but I doubt it because they kind of been booking him with Jericho, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, definitely not Reigns. He just got smacked on the wrist. He's getting reprimanded. The and they should continue to build Rusev Reigns. I liked him in the mid-card role. So I would have to go with Rollins. Yeah, I agree with that. It just just seems kind of weird, this whole thing. It's really unfortunate for Finn to get hurt this soon. Makes me worry. I don't know. Is Vince going to be as sold on oh, him? I got something back? to say about that, he too. He was kind of butthurt by that. Mm-hmm. I, I had something to say that. I, no, no offense, but Finn getting hurt is probably the best thing for him. Because Vince was going to run that Demon King thing to the ground. And now yeah, we he already was. Yeah, exactly. In a month. And we're and let's say he's out supposedly four to six months. I think we get him at the Rumble. And he'll he'll probably win the Royal Rumble. Which would be fine. Well, uh, speaking to your point, there's there's rumblings that, that you might see Samoa Joe move up. Yeah, on SmackDown, please. Well, he's, he's injured too, dislocated his jaw. Yeah. I don't know how long he's out, but I don't know how long a dislocated jaw keeps you out. Uh-huh. He doesn't do much talking, so... Uh, true. <laughs> These people. Oh. Uh, Charlotte comes out with Dana, basically saying, I'm the greatest female athlete in the world. Nobody can touch me. Sasha, when you're cleared to come back, do yourself a favor and don't. Uh, Foley comes out to tell her she's getting a little ahead of herself. She asked for the night off because there's nobody that can compete with me. Foley announces the hottest free agent in sports entertainment has been signed by Raw and... It's Bailey. The saving finally, grace of Raw. Finally on Raw, she comes out, gets a cheap pop. I love saying that. Saying she wants to seal it with a hug with Foley right here in Brooklyn, New York. I love that. They didn't deserve it. No, they didn't. Um, she ends up having a match with Dana. Wins pretty easily. I have something to say. Is Dana, Bl- is Dana Brooke doing the Ric Flair strike or the robot? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a combination of it's both. a hybrid. Yeah. It, it is so bad. Maybe maybe like a robot with like batteries burning out, kind of like. It, it is so bad. I did enjoy her doing the "She Deserves It" chant. By that her was side, good. <laughs> That's the Dana Brooke that I love. <laughs> that was good. Um, you love Dana Brooke. Sometimes when she's being who she was in NXT, I thought she was great. Uh, but it it all centers around her being able to talk, which she never really gets to do. Um, when do we get Emma coming back? Is there any timetable? She's supposed on that? to be back by the end of the year. Oh, really? It, it, yeah, her timetable is around October, November. Um, so this is another thing I mentioned on the way home on Sunday. So Bailey's immediately in the title picture. So now either she comes right in and loses, or she comes right in and now Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey have all been women's champion. Like, there's no 
chase left for anybody. There's no story left for anybody. They've already been champion if, if Bailey wins. Do you think this is setting up for Bailey to immediately be the women's champion? I wouldn't say immediately. I think it'd put her in the picture, and you might see a couple make eventually down the road a triple threat match between those three. But I, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to say it happened immediately. How about you? About Bailey becoming it's it's so hard to tell because now you have these two pay reviews a month. Well, these brands specific pay per views because now you have because before it wasn't like that. Some some in around '04, one show will have one month, another show will have another month, and they'll come together. Well, for, it's, for the third, it's not going to be every every month. It's going to be two pay per views. It is every month. Two Nineteen pay per views total. They say. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's that would be twenty four over the course of a year. Yeah, there's four where they're combined. The WrestleMania, yeah, the big the four, Slam, the Rumble, and then it's two and every month. Series. And every other month, it's it's two. two. Yeah. Yeah, so now they they have a booking problem because now they have to put up content. Unless they want to throw in tag team matches all over, or women's tag team matches, we don't want that. The, the easy thing to do have secondary women feuds, but they don't know how to do that on Raw. But they do it on SmackDown on a two hour show, which makes no sense. Yeah, just every other week we get a Nia Jax squash match. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I, I like the promo. I love I like to sell they sell it with a hug. That, 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 yeah. that, that's typical Bailey. That's typical Bailey right there. Fully cleared up Sasha's injury, saying she was she was hurt, and when she comes back, she'll be she'll get her, title yeah she'll get her, her her rematch. I like Charlotte saying, "You there's a reason you got left behind in NXT because yeah. she's basically burying Bailey." Mm-hmm. I like that, so she's down she, so she's downplaying her. Now, but to answer your question, I have no idea because can she win? Yeah, but then like if they like you get the other kind of thing. What's your money match for the Raw Women's Division? Is it the triple threat or is it Sasha Bailey, which makes the most sense? But then Sasha you, Bailey. Yeah, but how are you going to hold that off until your big show? Because you know they like, like do they, they like to save things for their big show. How are you going to do that? You have to have secondary women storylines. When Sasha comes back, maybe don't have her go right for the title, even though she'll be time to rematch. Maybe have her face Nia Jax by by that time, and yeah. that, and that can give you some programming. And they can do a tag match, and you have a fatal four way. That can at least get get that can at least buy you some time. Yeah, I don't. I, they're they're in some trouble in the Raw Women's Division at the moment. There's just not a lot of directions to go. Yeah, cause I told I, I told I told you on NXT review it was like they need women because they only have three. They only have Charlotte, Sasha, um, Fox who, who who's a hand, mm-hmm. and Paige is out, and then they have Dana Brooke. Yeah, who's in a whole category by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving now on to some of the lesser stories on Raw. There wasn't really a whole lot. That happened. Good. Yeah, it was kind of kind of lackluster. Uh, New Day celebrating their 365 days as tag team champs. Good for them for getting to the full year. Uh, Anderson and Gallows interrupt the festivities, telling them what they're doing is stupid. Big E says, "You've been talking that flim flam, that booty chatter," and he ends up knocking off Carl Anderson in a pretty quick. Pretty quick match. They make the club. They make. Yeah, they're, they're not. So they're not using them well at they all. They look so stupid. They're not. The Dudleys announced their retirement and then got worked over by the Shining Stars. I, I, I have something to say. We can all agree. We've seen Eric cut promos in here. Why doesn't his family know how to cut promos either? <laughs> I don't know. Wait a minute. Let me let me find out if you, if you meant to say that the way you said it. You said we've heard Eric cut promos. Why doesn't his family know how to cut promos yeah. either? Yes. So you're saying Eric doesn't know how to cut promos. No, no, no Eric does. <laughs> okay. Okay. But why can't, why can't, why can't his people? Why can't okay. his people? I, I don't know. Um, 
The Dudleys at one point, and this really annoyed me, told the crowd to give themselves a hand. I know that's something you do when you're retiring. Not, like, not that crowd. That, that's the last thing that crowd needed was another excuse to give themselves a hand because they did it for three straight days, <laughs> congratulating themselves. So that was my one downside with that. Titus Young and Bob Backlund, whatever what, that was. Back to that Dudley thing. I oh, yeah, popped for the, for the Hardys and everybody started saying, Dudley, oh, Dudley, yeah, Dudley. I popped for that. You know Vince had to be pissed. <laughs> I, I like Titus, and I, I want a little more for Titus, but, I mean, damn, man. Work yeah, is mic, that it? Work on your mic skills. Yeah. yeah no, no, at points, he was fine at points. And then well, he, he tripped just, over himself first couple minutes. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that then, then he picked himself up, and then he started tripping again. I was like, okay, you, you, you got better. You had something going here. But that right there, you just said, I talk about this all the time. These people are not going to be good at it when they don't get an opportunity to do it. Sometimes you have to fail a little bit to get good. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, his whole career wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin on the microphone. No. Neither was Shawn Michaels. Neither was The Rock. But those guys got to go out, do it, get repetitions, get better, and then they became some of the greatest of all time. Titus O'Neil doesn't ever get to talk. Unless it's maybe like an interview backstage for a minute and a half. And that's taped. Yeah. So... Sometimes you need to let these guys go out there, stumble a little bit. Like you said, he picked himself up, and he did a little better. Um, I don't know where this is going. I don't really need to find out. Or go, to it needs to go out. away. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the worst. <laughs> I, I had my fill about Backlund. For, for yeah, the, that's not the worst. Um, future. Not the worst thing for them to do with that. Uh, another thing, the opening segment of For All, there was actually a Heat Slater chant <laughs> who has gotten himself more over than – he's even more over than Mitch the Plant. <laughs> Hottest free agent. Francesca. He's he the is, hottest, huh? hottest free agent. <laughs> uh, anything anybody else wanted to say about Raw? Yeah, the Cruiserweights. We got a date, September 19th. 19th. And supposedly, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm assuming, these are the four guys we got so far. Brian Kendrick, um, Rich Swan, Noam Dahl, and TJ Perkins. I'm, all, I'm excited about all those guys. Me too. I think we might open with the Cruiserweight division with whoever ends up winning the tournament. Coming out with the title. No, well, it's a trophy, not a title. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, you get my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my thing is like, okay, you're picking. But the, <laughs> but they have that trophy sitting by the announce table, like Baron Corbin's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy. They, will they actually show it? Unlike his Memorial <laughs> Battle Trophy. But the thing is, that's the go home show for Clash of Champions. So I'm wondering, if, like, oh, 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 what are you going to do, like a crazy six pack challenge or or something for, to On crown the crew? No. At Clash of Champions, because yeah, yeah. my team is the go-home show. That'd be Clash nice. Champions. That'd be awesome. Are actually. you going to do something to possibly have a match for the Cruiserweight title, the crown of Cruiserweight champion? Because SmackDown's crowning their champions yeah. at their first pay-per-view. Hmm. That's interesting. They may do that. It makes sense to do it. Yeah, yeah the, way, way to, the way it's playing out right now. Yeah, it's a good way to throw them in the mix. To have them on One more thing. Uh-huh. I like of Johnny Knockout. Who loves big, sweaty uh, men. Big, sweaty men. And Braun Strowman. There are not many men bigger or sweatier than Braun Strowman. I'm just waiting. I'm just patiently waiting for the Big Show Strowman technical classic. He didn't do the... Uh, yeah, the it'll, be, it'll be a feat in technical wrestling like I've never seen before. They're, they're, they're going to put on a clinic. We have Big Show coming out. Him yelling, like, from his ring entrance, him yelling, yeah. and, and Strowman coming out with his growl. <laughs> Strowman coming out to his growl. <laughs> he didn't do the reverse choke slam last night, I, I don't. I don't remember. Do you remember? I, I was drowning myself in this. <laughs> this what happened? I don't blame you. I, I had it filled. <laughs> That's a better option. You chose the better option. Um, SmackDown opens with AJ wearing the Cena Never Give Up headband. Awesome. Harassing talking, talking down in the, the locker, locker room, especially Dolph Ziggler, saying, "I don't like losers." Dolph did not take uh, kindly. Yeah, they get into a little bit. Dolph tells him to leave him alone. Show now moves to the. 
The new titles actually presented in the ring, not being unveiled. Smart choice by SmackDown to not have them unveiled. They on learned live their TV. lesson. <laughs> they learned their lesson. I remember saying I don't want the SmackDown titles to just be blue versions of the Raw titles, but I'm actually fine with it. We joked about this it. on the way home. Yeah, I, I actually said the dime. They're going to be dimes. The tag team championships. Not thinking that was actually going to happen. If Enzo and Cass want SmackDown. <laughs> they would have two dimes! Three dimes! <laughs> or, based on the way they've always been booked, they'd still have zero dimes. Yeah. Zero dimes. Um, I actually liked both of those titles. I actually liked the blue and silver tag titles. Uh, way more than the copper oh, yeah. and raw titles. I actually think they kind of look good. Yeah, I think they need to stand out a little more, but I, I, I like the tag titles. Um, Not the tag titles individually, like the two titles kind of the well, blue. So, my dream for... The women's SmackDown title was that Eva Marie would be the first champion and unveil the Divas Championship again. <laughs> I thought that would just be the perfect way to continue trolling the fans. But I like that they basically did the same thing, just made it blue. Uh, so now both shows they're fighting for ultimately the same, yeah, the same title. And the tag title, I, I had said all along I wanted them to design something new, but I'm kind of fine with them kind of keeping everything on a, a level playing yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, and. My one worry is they're calling the WWE World Heavyweight Champion just the WWE World Champion, and I'm a little bit worried that the heavyweight is going to get taken off that belt, leaving my belt completely obsolete. <laughs> we can CGI that out. Obsolete, obsolete, obsolete. <laughs> we got the technology. <laughs> we do. We do these days. Um, so the new titles unveiled. I I'm fine with them. You seem fine with them. For the most part, yeah. How about you? I think we have a question about this, don't we? Yeah, from Babyface Ronald Lord. He wants to know what we think about these dimes. <laughs> I, I don't like the whole blue and red. I understand what it is because that's kind of the branding. But, I mean, just putting a little color in it doesn't make it different to me. Yeah, I, I'm kind of okay with it just because they're saying, like, this is what our championship belts look like. They're just... They just look slightly different based on I'm happy brand. in general that they're going to have titles to make... You know, each division more relevant instead of. Yeah, how great was Becky Lynch's reaction to the title? Like she it was, was awesome. like fist pumping. She was so happy that she had a title to fight for. Um, so I'm. So to answer Ronald the Babyface Lloyd, I actually like the tag belts and the women's championship belt. They could have done a lot worse. Yes. But so, also could have done a lot better. Yeah, but I'm I'm fine with them kind of keeping things uniform. I, I don't mind the the branding colors. That that's my simple answer on that. You you like you said they could have done better. They could have. I still worse. got a little verdict out on them, but I mean I'm not I'm not like it's not detrimental to my life. The fact that they're giving relevance. <laughs> Thank God. They, yeah, I mean, you have bigger things in your life to worry about. Like than my, like these guns. Because based on the response in Brooklyn to the Universal Championship, some people don't have anything better to worry. Yeah, about. I mean come on, it, it's just a representation of champions. Yeah, I can live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just upset about the pure laziness, but like you said, it, it is uniform. They just they very, just change the, they just change the colors a little bit, which which kind of does make sense because you're like especially for the women, you're fight, you're fighting for the same thing, just the red in, in the blue brand. Yeah, in the tag titles, I wanted something different because I hate those those Spartan belts. I hate them so much. Me too. But the dimes look better than the better. than the pennies. And um, the, and um, yeah, that's that's it for those titles. So maybe in another ten years we'll get an actual gold tag team championship belt. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I guess we'll see. Stop playing. <laughs> Heath Slater comes out in the middle of the segment, <laughs> saying he wants to get he wants to be like Michael Phelps and and get some of this gold. <laughs> Daniel Bryan says, "Well, Heath, you know I don't think you uh 
you know, are, are capable of competing for the women's championship. You don't have, we say you don't have the, um, what did he say? I don't remember exactly what he said. I wish I could remember. The equipment, maybe yeah, you're not so, equipped. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're not equipped <laughs> you're to not fight equipped. for the women's championship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he said basically, well, Daniel, I'm not a woman, but I could fight for these tag team titles, baby. <laughs> He'll get a tag team partner by the end of the night, and guaranteed he would win the tag team tournament. Which, we should have said that already. The tag team tournament, the winner will be decided very at excited. Backlash. Very excited by this. Yeah, so so Shane and Daniel Bryan decided only if and only if you find a partner by the end of the night and you win, like you said, you will get a SmackDown contract. So Slater finds Rhino. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> he went through a couple misses first, like when he was talking to The Miz. That was great. Yeah, it was great. He thought The Miz was going to be his tag team partner, but he was actually yeah. talking to... To Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Next to Indiana Jones. Yeah. The thing I like about this, and like I said, most cohesive story, he comes out, says, I, I, I was so close to getting a SmackDown contract two weeks in a row, so they remembered those two details. Rhino remembered that he was trying to afford the payments on the above-ground pool. So this dumb story is the one thing where they're remembering all the details and actually executing it. Um, I don't know if they have any chance to win. I would like to see it. Um, but the um, I guess we'll move on to AJ Styles. He comes out to interrupt the festivities. Are, we not go- are you going to go back to the tag teams later? Or? Yeah, we'll get okay. back to that. Um, AJ Styles comes out. Turns down Heath immediately. I'm not going to be your tag team partner. Get out it's of like here. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ziggler comes out again. They get into it one more time. AJ cuts his promo announcing that he did exactly what he said he was going to do, beat up John Cena. What I was disappointed about was one of the, one of the kind of key things of this whole thing was him saying the night after SummerSlam, you're going to have to come out and say I'm better than you. And, and if you don't. Yeah, if you do, or if you don't, you're a liar. If you do, you're a loser. John Cena, nowhere to be found. He's a liar. But wearing the Never Give Up armband. Awesome. He said it looks better on me. (laughs) Uh, Ziggler comes out. Chaos ensues. Daniel Bryan says, you deserve to be the number one contender. You'll have a match with Ziggler tonight. If Dolph wins, he'll be in a triple threat match with Dean Ambrose for the WWE World Championship. And if not, it's a one-on-one match. I like that this story and AJ was like woven in throughout the entire yeah. show. He was he was present the way Rollins used to always be present when he was the champion. You'd see him at the beginning, you'd see him throughout the show, and he'd usually close the show. They closed the show with a really good match. Yeah, this match right. was way better than the Ambrose. Yeah, way better, Ziggler way better match. than that title match. Ziggler or uh, Ambrose? Is, is adding that because of my boy, or is that both? I mean. AJ's awesome, and he's on a tear right now. I thought Dean was great on commentary once again. Like his hat? Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was playing at the casino. Um, I don't know. I really liked what they did with AJ last night. I love that he got right up in in Dean's face at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Um, Are you happy with the way they handled AJ the night after? Yeah, so far. I mean, I... I mean, it's the best way they could have done it because it did set up for Dolph Ziggler and AJ in a, in a quality match, and then they have him in the title picture. I didn't want to see AJ lose the match, but I also kind of would have liked to have seen a triple threat for the title. I'm glad AJ's getting the one-on-one. I'm glad because, like I said, I, I couldn't see him losing a night after beating John Cena. 
Yeah, it wouldn't have made sense at all. Yeah, it wouldn't, have made, it wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made any sense to lose. But a triple threat match between those three would have been great. Would, would, would have been a great match. I like I love the way AJ just came in when the show started. Came, barged into the locker room. I beat John Cena. I'm the new face that runs the place. I love I love that because because it carries over continuity. What SmackDown does way better than Raw. Take notes, Raw. Mm-hmm. And I like that Dolph was selling that he was upset from the start of the show with what went having yeah, drowning himself in his own sorrows. Yeah, I wish he talked, but they didn't. They didn't give. Him, they didn't give him anything yeah. to talk about. And I like he was more aggressive in that match. He wasn't a world title match. Like, why? Don't, like, what happened? <laughs> it made no sense to me. But a key, a key thing to this match that made this match great as we thought was Mauro Nall because his commentary was awesome, selling every selling every high impact move, even the, the hit that zigzag and Angel kicked out. Yeah. It, he he sold it perfectly, and it got you even more excited for the match because you think Dolph Ziggler may actually win. We might get a triple threat match, but like you said, it wouldn't make any sense for AJ to just beat John Cena, John Cena but lose to Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, you push AJ up here. There's no reason to bring dial him back him down back just to all. just to sell a match. Um, other thing I really liked when he cut his promo was that he said, "I see a lot of angry faces out here, mm-hmm. and a lot of jealousy in the locker room because you know I beat John Cena." Then he said, I don't know what you Cena fans cry into, whether it's your pillow or a beer or a milk. <laughs> but you don't have to worry. You don't have to be Cena fans anymore. You could be AJ Styles fans. And that generated like a good amount of boo for, booing from the crowd, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. Because AJ Styles is, is liked for the most part. But I like that very much like Rollins, he knows how to get that heat yeah, back he, on himself. He plays, he plays the role well. And his charisma as a heel is off the charts. It is like way better than I thought it was. Yeah, just when he, just when he comes out comes out behind the curtain, it's mm-hmm. like okay, this this guy he has it. Yeah, he's, he has it. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but he has it. Yeah. So the tag team tournament started last night. Two teams advanced. Um, American Alpha, unfortunately, knocked off Brizongo already. Yeah, that, that's a finals match right there. Exactly. exactly that's what that's the finals match. That, even a semifinals match. That, that, that's a high-end match. And yeah, that was a good match. That's a great match. That's a great match. That's your finals match. Because two, like out of the two teams that can have a, a great match, like I referred to to the SmackDown 6 stuff from No Mercy 02, that's probably, No Mercy 02, if you need homework, that's probably that's <laughs> the greatest tag team match I've seen ever. Yeah. Ultimately, do you think we're heading for Uso's Alpha final? That, that that that's what it it looks to be it looks like because though the Usos they have credibility to them and American Alpha they are the young up and coming team. Yeah, why I just, wouldn't you have your first tag team title match with the most boring team on the show? Yeah, I just I swear do not turn the Usos heel because they are terrible heels. If you want to see it, I will show it to you, but it's very hard to watch. <laughs> it was, it was, that sounds kind of perverted. It was so bad. But that like they have another like the Usos are the other team they could have a great match with to put them on the map because yeah. American Alpha needs to be put on the map because they're, they're not getting the, the, the reactions that I think we think that they deserve because they're all, they're an awesome tag team they should let Chad Gable and Jay Jordan cut a promo which was fun what did I mean before I started I thought the Ascension was gonna win it but, um, <laughs> yeah I know you were very my dreams yeah we were kind of like smashed you were up. you were as upset about that as I was about Sasha the, I know I, I was I was checking the rags like, <laughs> is, it, is Connor her they were going to ascend, ascend to the top Oh, that's, that's what I, you thought. That's, yeah, so I, that's what I thought. I see what you did there. <laughs> I get it. No, remember because Chad Gable said that. Oh that yeah, a, I do a few months that. ago. Um, so sick. I'm so sick. Um, what did what did Jordan say that got a so sick out of Gable? I, 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 I forgot remember? exactly what it was, but yeah, I know, I know you said I'm gonna buy like wrestling tights or something like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, the Usos knocked off the Ascension, as we mentioned. Um, I don't know what the matchups are next week. I guess we're not supposed to know yet. But. Nah, they didn't really. Yeah, but I can't. Like, I can't wait for the Alpha Uso match because Usos. We may not like them, but they put on a good match. I mean, they're, what, they what are you, good in the ring. What do we have left as potential matchups? Well, there's the Vaude Villains. Yeah, Vaude Villains. Hypros. Which you assume. Hypros. Vaude Villains, which you assume they'll move on. Rhino and Slater. And what is the other tag team? Hmm. That I'm not remembering. Rhino and Slater. I said Rhino and Slater. I think they'll win. They got to at least win one match. Although it kind of would be funny if it loses Gold Dust and R Truth are in their role. No, they're on Raw. They're on Raw. I don't don't know. I don't remember who it is. Oh, well. Not going to spend too much time thinking about it. Moving on. (laughs) <laughs> Moving on up. Um, the women are getting the six-pack challenge to crown the first SmackDown Women's Champion. We had a match, Becky Lynch going over Alexa Bliss, getting a little bit of redemption from last week when Eva Marie cost her the match. Becky's awesome. She is. Oh, yeah. Alexa's awesome, too. Yes. Great heel, great baby face. Um, wasn't a particularly long match. Naomi and Natty on commentary. Didn't add a whole lot, but yeah, at, at least they got to be out there. Yeah, yeah, gave them some time. I know Alo came around on Naomi's entrance when yeah, he saw because they changed the song and she didn't have that book back. They switched, <laughs> they remixed the song a bit. I mean, okay, I can get behind this. A little remix got you into it. Yeah, yeah she, she didn't need the Jansport backpack. <laughs> yeah. coming out. <laughs> um, and Nikki came out to it. I guess she was supposed to have a match with Carmella. They didn't really announce it. She came out and Carmella came out. Renee Young went to interview Nikki and Carmella in a shocking heel turn. Yes, need that. I thought it was good because she's been getting no reaction since she came up. Yeah. And it was a good surprise for one. And now at least, I feel like it, when you're struggling, it always makes sense to become a heel. Yeah, because you're, cause that, that's how you get it. Because you're going to yeah. get a reaction. Well, it's easier to be a heel. Do more. It's easier yeah. to be a heel than it is a face. Yeah, like you can kind of push yourself a little bit more as a heel. Because you don't have to worry about whether the crowd's going to yeah. like what you're doing it, or not because you're not supposed to. If it doesn't work, it's what you how you planned it. Yeah, yeah, she even attacked her on Talking Smack. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw, that, saw that, but she did She did jump her on her interview on Talking Smack. Oh, and, did she? Yeah, she did. And um, she she was great. I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I, ain't, I didn't expect that. Her body language, her reaction, yeah. walking back up the ramp. Yeah, her mannerisms were, were awesome. She did the um, the Bella signature stuff with the loser thing. Oh, uh, when she did the Bella Buster. Did you see on Twitter when, w, when WWE tweeted... Carmelo lands the Bella bus on Nikki Bella, and she corrected herself, said, "No, it's the Mella bus." <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So already, yeah, she's, she's giving herself, she's yeah, herself fast track. Yeah, and it home. fits her personality because, as, as I said, her cadence when she comes into the ring, like I'm glad for the last two nights she hasn't had the microphone to do her shtick, and with her personality being a, a girl from Staten Island, when she cuts backstage promos, like, even when she had. Um, talking to Natty that one time, that was awesome. Just have you act like a Staten, a, a, a girl from Staten Island. Yeah, the princess of Staten yeah. Island. Go with what works. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> no, that I think uh, it, I think it was it was great for them to do that with her. I think she needed it, and she played it perfectly. Um, Randy Orton addresses what happened at SummerSlam. Uh, basically, says you know. I thought I don't know. He I don't even really remember what he said. Like so, I said, I was burned out. Yeah, I was he said a couple of things. Of no, nothing crazy. Nothing memorable. Nothing. He was saying he's still here. He's got staples in his head, but can't keep him down. Yeah. Bray shows up. Randy. Yeah. 
He says you showed that you're a man, a gr- just a man, a great man. I'm a How's god. your head, Randy? But yeah, but you're still a man, which means you can be hurt, and I'm a god. Coming out looking like Jonathan from Corn. Yeah. So, love Bray's character. I love listening to Bray on the microphone. His voice, his accent, the laugh he does, I think is all great. But, I like that he sat in a chair. Yeah, me that too. That was awesome. But how... Why do you have him still calling himself a god when he just all he does is lose? <laughs> well, he's about to lose. He's again. above. He's above wins and losses, Ron. <laughs> Follow the buzzards. Yeah, he, I, he's about to lose again. <laughs> I like this segment, um, and I liked what they did with Bray, and I like obviously liked that, that he's gone when the lights go out. Um, yeah, I I kind of feel not as strongly as they did with the whole Cena thing, but. I feel like he has to. He has to win. If you're, if you're gonna make Orton look good, make him look good against Lesnar because that would actually make him look good. You didn't do that, so now don't sacrifice Bray Wyatt to now all of a sudden help Randy Orton. It's not the new Bray. I know it's not, but it, it needs to change. <laughs> you would think eventually it would. Like, like you just hit that corner. They at Fastlane they had Kane, the Big Show, and Flyback beat the Wyatt family for what? Yeah, it's stupid, but I, I, it has to change. Like, the, there is money to be made with that guy. You're never going to make it if he just keeps losing. If you keep him in the background, just... I keep telling you, turn him face! Or you keep trotting him out there like he's a big deal, and nothing he actually does equates to that. I agree with you, he's probably going to lose, but I just feel like it should not happen. Yeah, because the, the guy next to me, I was explaining to him. He told my Bray Wyatt. He's like, he's like, he's like, how's Bray on the show? I'm like, one, he means nothing. Two, he should be babyface because he's not a great wrestler. Because all his stuff is high impact, so he can't, so when he has, so when he's wrestling, he could his comeback, he get all his high impact moves because he doesn't do anything other than rest holds. And they don't build him up. He's done nothing. And again, not the fault of the talent. It is the fault of the people writing. Yeah, for the you lose some of that mic though if you push him face. Huh? You lose some of those mic. Those, the, the mic not skills. necessarily because the fans still cheer him now. He can still be a cult leader in, in, in mysterious as a babyface because the fan they want to cheer him. Turn him. I'll fix it right now. Turn him face. Turn Dove Ziggler heel. <laughs> I, I would get behind both of those things. Um, Last thing on SmackDown that I have, if there's anything else anybody else wants to add, feel free. But the whole thing with Lesnar being fined $500, Shane says that's, you know, that's clearly a joke. It's a slap in the face. And this thing with me and Brock isn't done. Dirt Sheets are already talking about Royal Rumble. I was going to... Do you think it's Royal Rumble? No, that's n- not Alo. The Dirt Sheets are saying that. Do you think we get a Shane they, they're gonna Brock get a match? match? They're gonna is, get it a gonna, match. is that going to be Shane's WrestleMania match next year? I don't year? know, but they're getting a match. Because you're, because you already know, Shane's on. This is what Shane does. Shane always goes against these giant guys. This is what he always does. So you already know you're gonna get a Brock Shane match because because he's talking about it's not over. And then Randy's saying it's not over. So what are you gonna get? So you gonna get. So this is what the dirt sheets are speculating. Per my eyes, mm-hmm. you get Shane and Rand, Shane and Brock at Rumble. You get Randy and Brock at at WrestleMania. Ugh, has no place on WrestleMania. Because even going into that match, I told you I was worried because. The one thing about Randy Orton, they say Randy works safe. Then they say Brock Lesnar. Ambrose said Brock Lesnar. He didn't want to do anything. So I was like, okay, what kind of formula does that come up? What kind of formula does that make? Yeah, it's not a good formula. Before I get to the incident on Talking Smack, is there anything else anybody else had from SmackDown? 
No. Other than I, I love the American Alpha match. No, no. It was great. And SmackDown was light years better than Raw this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. It wasn't, wasn't even a competition. Yes. Um, Some better matches. You had the AJ Doff, you had the American Alpha tag match. Yeah. That's what I said. Make SmackDown a wrestling show. And it was. Yeah. Last night. Um, so I wasn't watching Talking Smack. I actually, so now my column is a Wednesday column. So I write it on Tuesday night. So I didn't watch Talking Smack. A uh, friend of the show, Rusty Agostino, texted me and said, please tell me you're watching Talking Smack. I said, no, I'm, I'm not. So he sent me a clip of The Miz being interviewed by Renee Young on at the table with uh, Daniel Bryan. Miz basically, or Daniel Bryan basically telling The Miz, like, I don't respect you. I don't think you're a very good wrestler. I think you're a coward. And The Miz cut maybe the promo of the year on Daniel <laughs> oh. Bryan. Have you seen it or no? No, I have not. I saw it. I probably should have made it a point to show it to you before the show, but basically The Miz said, you call me a coward? Like, I'm out here every day. My whole, for over 10 years, I've been in here working every night, never been injured, never been out, never took six months off, nine months off for an injury. I'm the Intercontinental Championship. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I'm defending this. I'm bringing this back to the glory days of, you know, guys like Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, brought up a bunch of, Bret Hart, a bunch of great Intercontinental Champions. And he says, Daniel, you're the coward. You told these fans that you'd be back. You promised them you'd be back, and you didn't. And he was just coming at him, coming now, at him, coming at him. Yeah, he, my favorite line, he says, go go to the bingo hall and wrestle with your indie friends. Yeah, if you because he, he said, if they let me come back, I'd be back. And he said, you know what, if you love this so much, yeah, go back to the bingo hall and wrestle with your friends like you used to. And Daniel Bryan, like, legitimately looked upset. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a work, but he legitimately looked upset. And got up and walked away. And he said, you're going to walk away from me, you are a coward. And then kept going. Renee Young even a couple times, like, that's not what this show's about. But, I mean, it was high intensity. Nothing held back. It felt like a shoot interview. Who, who, see, see those things, like, talking smack, who knows if those are just off-script things? Because we've said, everybody looks so much comfortable in those talking smack segments. I would imagine that, like I said, it, it felt like it could have been a shoot but I would imagine nobody would actually say that stuff to Daniel Bryan without talking to him about it first. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, all right, I'm going to say this to you, and I want you to rebut how you would. Yeah. And that's as much as you know. Like, and, talk about me. And per told Divas, Daniel Bryan, kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but how good did that make the Intercontinental Championship look? That he... Good if they can get him an opponent. Yeah, yeah they get someone the to same. With. Like, the Miz... The ultimate heel thing is to be annoying and rubbing that your champion in somebody's face. But he has nobody to face. He doesn't, but he did that. And everybody in the internet wrestling community has been talking about it since it happened. Yeah. I've seen Facebook discussions about it uh, on TJR Wrestling. John Kane wrote a column on it that got a lot of comments. People have been all over Twitter. There have been like memes coming out about it now. Um, so it got a lot of traction. I don't know who his opponent's going to be, but I know he has done his part to... Yeah, he's done his part, but they have to have a... This is the thing. When you're a heel, Miz does his job as a heel as the Conor Champion, but you have to put him against somebody that the fans care about, that want to see take the title from the Miz. So, who's on that roster that people care about? The only person I can think think about right now is Dolph Ziggler, but... The, at, at the point he's at, it's like when he looked when he looked down at the Intercontinental title from just being in the World Title match. Well, no, because he tries so hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So he'd be happy to win the Intercontinental Championship. Think he called his mom? Probably. <laughs> mom, I tried hard. Yeah, I lost again, but... <laughs> of course I lost, Mom, but I tried really hard. <laughs> um, Cruiserweight Classic. Second episode of the second round. We got three matches this week. Uh, Akira Tozawa over Jack Gallagher. That was shocking. I was yeah. shocked, too. Um, the only reason I'm not is because I know Zack Sabre's going to go pretty far. And he's representing Great oh, same, Britain. Same place, yeah. Great Britain. And Tozawa representing Japan. They, I, I'm assuming they want, they're going to probably try to keep as many markets mm. around in this thing for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But I really like that match. I liked how much they put over his German suplex. Yeah. Before the it's match. A solid match. You see the part when uh, Gallagher put him in the, in the, in the ball, ball. and yeah. move out and <laughs> yeah. lined him up for the punt? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But I, And I loved that he got beat down the whole match. Yeah. And they had, put a, they had established to the audience already how important his German suplex was. He hits the snap German suplex, then the bridging German suplex for the win, and it felt like, oh, they, they actually told me a story in this match. Who has a better bridging suplex? Don't to, say Randy Orton. No. Better bridging suplex, Tazawa or Alicia Fox? Tazawa. <laughs> I don't know. Alicia Fox has a really good bridging Northern Lights yeah, suplex. But her belly button freaks me out, so I don't know Tazawa. <laughs> I, think, I think you're just looking at her bridge. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I, I like really like that match. Noam Dar, Noam Dar representing Scotland by way of Israel. Against Ho-Ho Loon, the, the godfather of Chinese wrestling. I thought Ho-Ho Loon was actually going to win just so to keep I. pushing him it forward. It felt that way, too. Um, but I think he was the least impressive. Yeah, he was. Even in the first round, he was like, yeah. Yeah, Dar is good. I enjoyed this match. I thought was ranked number three out of the three matches. Um, Maybe three. I mean, it was kind of lackluster from, it, from my standpoint, but it wasn't awful. No, it was good enough. It was okay, it was okay match. It wasn't nothing to, to brag about. Yeah, and the match of the night, V. Brian Kendrick against Tony Nese. I was hurt. Nice. This guy's impressive. This so, niece. Eric spoiled it for me, and Aaron, I don't know if you already knew or not. No, we, we, we were here when we he We were doing the show yeah. last week when Eric said, you know, do you want to know? I was like, we might as well, because by the time anybody hears this, they're going to have already watched it. But the Tony Nese lost, I was kind of pissed. But I... I can get behind the way that he lost. Yeah. Because he was in control for a lot of that match. And Daniel Bryan obviously putting over... Oh, yeah, he was fan, He was favoritism all, all the way yeah. to that. But he he kept switched talking. from being, you know, a commentator to being someone cheering. Yeah, for. yeah, that's my friend out there. Yeah. Um, but he was putting over that Bryan Kendrick will do whatever he has to do to win. And he, what he did. Yeah, the longer this match goes, the more it benefits Kendrick. Um... He's letting him build his confidence and ultimately came back to bite him. But I love that he couldn't get the bully choke on him. He goes for the 450, and then immediately Kendrick moves out of the way, rolls in, hits the hits bully it. choke, and it ends it. It was like that's actually a logical way for him to have won that match. Yeah. And if I was Triple H, Tony Nese would be in the Performance Center right now. He'd been there yesterday. Yeah. That was a great match from start to finish. It had a lot, a lot of different elements of it. Like you said, you see Kendrick... No matter what Tony Nese did, couldn't keep him out, couldn't keep him down. Mm-hmm. Um, Nice, yeah, like you said, I, I, uh, this guy could even be a main eventer. He doesn't have to be a cruiserweight. I, for, for whatever reason in my mind, I couldn't get past seeing him being a tag team with Neville. How, how dynamic that tag team would be. That would be a good tag team. Yeah, yeah Nice is one of, one of those guys I couldn't get 
past just get over being more than a cruiserweight because he all, he's already jacked. He yeah, has, he's a big guy. He has the the body for it already. I was like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of these other guys. He's very do. athletic. Yeah, I don't know what his personality or his ability on the microphone That's really the thing. is. You don't know anything about that. But he's a similar physical profile to Apollo Cruz, just a little smaller. He's strong, powerful, explosive, very quick. athletic. Yeah. Quick. He's a he's a he's a jackrabat. Yeah, he's a jackrabat. <laughs> um shut up, Joe. <laughs> He can do all these different things in the ring. He could probably have a good match with anybody, all different styles. And that's why you'd be in the performance center already, because I'd have him working on a character, working on promos, because that guy could be really good. Could be great. Um, yeah, I thought that was the match of the night. I don't know who's on next week. I don't know if you know. I didn't watch it again. Yeah, there, there's... I'm pretty sure Zack Sabre Jr. is yeah, on. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Well, is on before we Yeah, started. Zack Sabre Jr., Swan, Rick Swan. Ah, Rich Swan, that's right. Rich Swan. Um, Lindsay Dorado yeah. against Rich Swan was one match. I'm hoping that I come away. Oh, it's Drew Gulak versus Zack Saber. That's yeah, right. I watched those two matches. Already, I'm hoping so. Zack Saber Jr. impresses me more this week than he did last time. I hope I have something good to say about him next week. I think you will. But yeah, I was not overly impressed with his first match. Um, this thing has been awesome, though. It has. <laughs> Give Triple H a lot of credit once again for putting the thing together, for them promoting it the way they have. Um, and putting all these guys on the map, and now a lot of these guys are going to end up on NXT and yeah. WWE. Now we'll see how they handle it. Yeah. Um, with, even with the cruiserweight division moving up. Yeah. How do they handle it? Do we have any more questions? Anything anybody else has that they wanted to discuss? Yeah, we got a couple of questions. Okay. All right, we got another question from the babyface, Ron Lloyd. Bret Hart recently said that Steph Rollins needs to improve his in-ring te- techniques before someone gets killed. What are your thoughts on Bret Hart's comments? Um... One, I think Bret Hart should stop making comments. Bret Hart, like, one of the greatest of all time, a legend, but you are one of the most miserable people on the face of the earth. Um, everything he says is negative. Like, just don't don't pay attention to it anymore if, if you're that annoyed by everything they do. Um, I don't mean to speak ill of Owen Hart because I love Owen and he's no longer with us, unfortunately. But Owen Hart broke somebody's neck. That was my point. Your your brother broke somebody's neck. The guy who ended up being arguably the biggest star in the history of the business. Who almost didn't get to become that star because your brother almost ended his career. Seth Rollins is not necessarily dangerous. It's one move that he does that injured Sting, who's too old really to be doing it anymore. And Finn Balor just happened. It was just an awkward way. He reached back for the barricade. And that was why. Maybe he should stop doing that move. The only real mistake he made was kneeing Cena in the face, which was just an unfortunate accident. Um, so, yeah, Brett, get over yourself. <laughs> Joey? I mean, it's kind of hard to follow up after that, but, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll bite a little bit. I mean, yeah, Brett Hart maybe is speaking a little too much. You just drop the turnbuckle bomb. I mean, it's clearly a move that you can't control how, in either how wrestlers land or how they take it. Just drop that move. Other than that, he's great in the ring. Yeah. It's, it, it There's doesn't no really issues. need it. All right, well, Bret Hart is one of the three most miserable people I know. <laughs> no no particular order. Bret Hart, Vince Russo, Joe Lafferty. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that being said, like Ron said, as awesome as Owen was, Owen broke somebody's neck and almost cost them their, their career. He made, he built an angle off of it, but almost cost somebody someone their career. 
And didn't go who ended Brent's Goldberg. Career? Goldberg. The super kid. No wonder. Yeah. Goldberg. If Goldberg ever ended his career, maybe Brett would have a whole different view about how people work. Probably. Because these things, accidents happen. It's not always on the performers. Just freak things happen. Yeah, Brett just takes himself so seriously. Yeah. And lighten up a little bit. Exactly. Uh, Brett Hart. All right, we have a few questions. Well, got a couple questions from the Lowdown Lord, no relation. Leaving his stamp. All right, he wants to know, what do you guys think about all the injuries that happened this weekend? Finn, Sasha, Samoa Joe, and Randy. I mean, it's just kind of more of the same. They've had injury issues going back over a year. Like, people just keep getting hurt. I just think the way people work now, it's so fast-paced. Uh, they, they're trying to cram so much into these matches now. You don't get the kind of rest spots in there anymore. It, and guys are bigger and stronger now than ever before and faster and jump higher. It's kind of like every sport. Right, like, but yeah, you're going to increase the injuries by pushing the body's limits as much as you do. Yeah, it's there's. I just think it's unavoidable at this point. There's not really too much you could do. I just think it's the way guys work now, the size and strength of the performers. It's just kind of something that's going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, another question he had is, what is wrong with the WWE not putting over the talent in New York? From, that's from New York. First Enzo and Cass, then the Dullies. Oh, and specifically at SummerSlam? Why didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he's, he's saying this pa- from this past weekend, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, Donovan. I have no <laughs> answer for that. I guess the Dudleys only because they're yeah, not going to have Sami Zayn lose. Dudleys but, are on their way out. They, they knew Dudleys were retiring, so you're not going to push a team that's not going to be around. But Enzo and Cass, it was the perfect opportunity to start KO and Jericho turning on each other. Because mm-hmm. we know that's coming. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that. Yeah, and we know it's. I don't. I, I thought it was coming last night, but because one of them was going to either screw the other yeah. one over or whatever. So I, I have no idea why Enzo and Cass didn't go. Well, over. My feeling on that is you kind of touched on it earlier. Is you know Vince is enamored by big guys, especially athletic big guys, and you're going to start to see probably more separation between these two. So why give them the success? Well, something about hometown wins, especially in big matches. They've gone away from that a lot lately. Especially, I'm trying to remember things off the top of my head. Cause I, I know when Edge faced Cena at Unforgiven 06, it was in Toronto for the WWE title. Edge lost. Um, what, else, what else is pretty? I'm trying to think of things that look pretty recent. But a lot of times that they're in their hometown, especially in big field matches, they don't give them the win. I know that even the Dudleys last year when they had that live special at MSG, mm-hmm. it, was in, it, was, it was at the Garden. They didn't yeah. give them titles. It, it, it happens pretty often nowadays. So maybe maybe just because of predictability factor. Because like no matter what, they're gonna get the, the crowd's gonna be behind the hometown person no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I I still feel like that team should have won, but yeah, I do too. They didn't. Um, anything else? That's it. So Donovan, thank you for the questions. Babyface Ronald Lloyd, thank you for the question. Was there anybody else we had a question from, or was that it? Nope, that's it, but I do have something to plug. Okay. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 review is available now on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher, so check that out. Boom. Yeah, we we did uh, well over an hour on NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 with Derek McCauley and Russ D'Agostino, good friends of the show. Um, so SummerSlam weekend into Monday and Tuesday. It was a long four days of wrestling. 
I'm for one. I'm very glad that I now have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to you recover. Wrestled out. Yes, uh, I will be back on my A game next week. However, you, you, I know you guys have an hour and a half of time left for Matt Madness. <laughs> always. always, you can always make an hour and a half. You can even space it out. You know, a half hour a day for three. Plus, days. you get to see me or listen to me. I mean, that's that's a good. <laughs> That's a home run. Yes. So, thank you to our listeners all over the globe. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Newcastle, Australia, gorgeous city. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then, now, and forever, CK Joe Rodermill. It's his ghost. I am Ron Patchery, and we will see you next week. Boom. Great show.